St. John's Nation, thank you for once again tuning in to St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church Podcast to listen to Pastor Michael H. L. Robinson Sr. bring the word that God has given him. But before we get to the podcast, I would like to tell you a little story. There was a barber, and he said, I don't believe in God. If there was a God, then why do bad things happen to good people? As he was talking, a pastor walked into the shop. The pastor sat down in the barber chair, and the barber said, Pastor, I don't believe in God. If there was a God, then why does bad things happen to good people? The barber then continued to tell the pastor why he did not believe in God. After he finished cutting the pastor's hair, the pastor got up and paid the barber. The pastor walked out the shop, and as he was walking out the shop, he passed by a gentleman with long hair and a long beard. He asked the gentleman, would you mind coming with me for a minute? The gentleman and the pastor walked back into the shop. The pastor told the barber, Barber, I don't believe in barbers. Because if there was barbers, this gentleman would not have a long hair and a long beard. The barber said, yes, barbers are real, but he never came to me. Pastor then told the barber, how can you say God is not real if you never go to him? I hope you enjoy this podcast, and like always, be blessed. We pray, God, you are blessed according to your word. Blesses God. Blesses now, God. And God, we pray that you would touch those who don't have a heart to give that they may see and know that all that they have it came from you and it all belongs to you father god we ask now god you bless this church lead us that we can use this to help spread thine word upbuild thine kingdom and help somebody on this earth oh god we ask it in jesus name and for his name's sake we do pray amen I want no more. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Guide me, oh my great Feed me.
crystal fountain, where's the healing stream to flow? Open now the Jesus' name, amen. That thing preached all by itself right there. Amen, amen. We're going to find ourselves this morning. We're going to jump right into what we need to do this morning. We're going to find ourselves this morning. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. Over in Acts 27. Acts 27, amen. Acts 27, and amen. Our A.B. staff going to be so kind, they're going to put it up there on the screen for us, Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 27. You're going to read for your hearing um, verses 23 through, I believe, 29. Amen. Amen. Acts 27, 23 through 29. And the word of God reads, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. 
Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island, but when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down Adria about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country. Thank you, Lord. Father, now we ask you just kind of teach us your word, speak your word in Jesus name. Amen. And verse 29 says, and then fearing lest we should have fallen upon the rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for day. You ever been to the place where you just kind of wish everything would just stop and go away? And just, just wish everything would just stop. And sometimes you wish that you could have one of them groundhog days where you can kind of go back and replay the day, but you had a way of kind of making things do better. But every now and then you'll find that um, that really is not the case. You can find that in movies. But for the most part, you have an opportunity to do a day one time. You can reset some hours. You can change some clocks. But that time has already gone away. Um, but with this journey of life that we're on, there are some things that happens. Um, just like in the case of Paul, there's some things that happened that got him to the place. Paul, that's just a quick background. He was, as he would call himself, the chief of sinners. Meaning Paul had finally come to the place where he embraced that he had sinned and come short of God's glory. All of the time that he was in the world doing what he was doing, he thought he was in the will of God. And some of us were like that. I mean, we were living as wrong and as raunchy as we wanted to, and we thought we was doing all right. When folks try to tell you you weren't right, amen, it just didn't work, amen. And it took the Lord having to come down from heaven, amen, and touch you, amen, somewhere on the side, amen, or smack you on the head to make you realize, amen, that you wasn't right, amen. And that's what happened in the case with Paul. Paul was riding along on his horse, amen, and all of a sudden he said a light shine round about him and knocked everybody down, amen. But when the knock light knocked them down, amen, he was the one that the Lord started speaking to. Paul said he was the chief of sinners, amen. The Lord realizes, amen, that, amen, if we're really good at the wrong that we do, we're going to be really good in the good we do for him, amen. So he called Paul, amen, to be an apostle, amen, after the fact, amen. And just as zealous as Paul was before his conversion, he was just as, if not more, zealous about being a soldier for the Lord, about being a preacher and a teacher, an example for the Lord. Amen. That's a takeaway, church. We need to be the same identical way, the way we used to run hard and play hard. Amen. The same thing. We need to run hard and play hard for the Lord. Amen. Not looking back. Amen. But amen, like, like there's a dog or some fire behind. We need to be on fire for the Lord. That's the way Paul was. Now, something happened in Paul's journey. I mean, as Paul had an encounter with the Lord, he was blinded for a while. And then the Lord opened his eyes back up. And that's when he started moving for the Lord because he realized if anyone can do that right there, amen, they're worth serving, amen. If there's a God above and he can save a wretch and a sinner like me, for I know where I've been, I once was lost, but now I'm finding out the blind and now I see if he can pick me up, amen, I know he's worth living for, amen. And I'm not the only one, amen, for I realize the words that we've all been down that road. Maybe you had a different street number you reside at, but you've been down the road some way, man. So Paul was bound and determined that he was going to preach and teach the gospel every single place he went. Is that you? 
when Paul found himself, amen, being persecuted, amen, being drugged into the courts because he believed God, amen. And every now and then, when you believe God and you know this in your heart, sis, that you believe God and that you're doing this thing for God and you're going to let God judge him out, amen, folk will call you out and drag you before the courts and drag you before folk, amen, not because you're wrong, but because you're right. Amen. And that's when you just stand and let the Lord fight the battle. Amen. So anyway, as we went along, amen, Paul got to that place where he had done wrong in the world. He had gotten knocked down by the Lord and now he was drugged through the courts. And when he got to the courts, and y'all know the story, he kept preaching. He kept teaching. He kept telling them all about the Lord. And he told me, that I'm not telling you anything new. I'm telling you the same thing that the prophet said. I'm saying the same thing that the word said. I'm not mixing it up. I'm telling you what God has said. And the king say, Paul, much learning that made you crazy, boy. I knew you. I gave you letters, but you done got on this crazy walk talking about the Lord. But with it and all the crazy family, he said, you almost converted me. You almost convinced me to be a Christian. Yeah. Goodness. That mean that boy had to be preaching and teaching and talking something. And while he was preaching, teaching and talking, they saw that he was real about what he was doing. Right. See, too many of us, amen, we ain't real about this thing. So when they see you coming, amen, instead of them putting their bottle away, they open the cap and try to give it to you. Y'all know I'm right about it. And the sad thing, some of us, amen, we say we saved, we sealed, we delivered, we covered, amen. We're waiting on that day of redemption, amen. But when the bottle come with the cap off, that's what y'all do. But when God has covered him, he'd be like Paul. And Paul started telling him. And when, he was, when the king was almost coming, not only the king, but if you read the word, I mean, go back in chapter 26 at your leisure, and you read the word, you find that man with that whole council of folk got up and left out after Agrippa got up. He got up. Now, how could Paul do this thing? How could Paul get up here, be as bad as he wanted to be, and all of a sudden, amen, be as righteous as he could be? How could Paul do this? I tell you how, amen. Paul, amen, he knew, amen, that he had an anchor all in the Lord. He knew he had an anchor. In other words, sir, you must be anchored in God, amen, in order to live this life called Christian, amen, to be a born-again believer. You've got to be anchored in the Lord. Notice what the word says in um. Chapter 7, 27, 29. He said, then fearing, lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern, and they wished for day. Now, this is talking about all of those who were in control of the ship. Now, notice, at this time, amen, Paul, amen, he was just a prisoner. He was on the ship, amen, going to be put in front of Caesar, amen, to be tried. Now, before this, amen, when you look back just a little bit, amen, King Agrippa, you know what? If he had not appealed to Caesar, he'd be a free man. Think about that. In other words, amen, if you keep your mouth shut, trouble might not come your way. But notice Paul said, I know that I've got an anchor, amen, and I, I must be anchored in Christ, amen. So Paul said, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut, even though I know that if I shut up, if I fall in line, if I do what everybody else do, 
Y'all know, right? If you just become, amen, one in the number, amen, not trying to be one for Christ, trying to be in the majority with Christ, but you trying to be in the majority with the world, everything is all right. Y'all ever see them folk? They get along with everybody, Deke. Even those folk who do things contrary to what they believe. They'll say, well, you know, I really didn't want to do it, but just to get along. I smoked that. I snorted that. I shot that. I went there. Just to get along. But see, Paul wasn't like that. And that's one for us to take out of his playbook. Amen. We've got to be bound and determined that we are anchored and we know, amen, that Christ is our anchor. Notice, amen, in 29, and we find, amen, that these men, they cast out their anchors not because they knew they were in the right place. They were afraid they were going to run aground. See, notice what happened, man. The word said, they mean, how they saw it, they started taking soundings. The depth was 20 fathoms. That's 120 feet. Then all of a sudden, it went up to 15 fathoms, meaning going up, it means it's getting shallow. It went to 15 fathoms. That means it's getting shallow. That means that's why we're going to run aground. See, every now and then, amen, when you think you're in trouble, that's when you call on the name of the Lord. That's when you don't know. They don't know what's going to happen here. But Paul, I mean, all of the time, he was like, wait a minute now. I told y'all if y'all wouldn't have let loose back there, y'all would have been all right. But the Bible says, they I mean, the place they were in, it was not commodious. I mean, it was not roomy enough for their ship to be there. Therefore, they had to sell on. I don't care how tight the quarters is, amen. If you belong to God, amen, you follow what God says to do and not what the world says to do, amen. Notice now. That's our thought, amen, that you must be, if you don't take nothing away, you must be anchored. What's an anchor? I mean, notice if you will, when these ships get underway, they have a lot of stuff on board. They have food, they have people, they have weaponry, they have everything on board. And then they have some things that most people never, ever see called an anchor. You don't use it all the time, but you and I as believers, we need to have our anchor rooted and grounded and holding in Christ all of the time. Don't let your guard down and pull up your anchor when everything's all going good and say, well, when the storm gets bad, I'm going to drop it down again. No, you've got to be rooted and grounded and anchored in God all of the time. You must be. It's not a choice. It, it, you've got a choice, but it's not something that God's going to make you do. You've got to be. Amen. You can't say I'm going to take it up today. You must be anchored in the Lord. Now, here's my first point, amen. In being anchored, amen, you have to make sure you're anchored in the right place. You've got to be anchored in the right place. Many of us, we're putting our hopes, we're setting our anchor in a place that is not of God. And we're good with it because we won't have no trouble coming our way because we're anchored over there. They say, well, Brother Pastor, I know I'm in the right place. I ain't got no storms coming my way. Well, I'm here to tell you, man, you read the story, you read the record, you read the Bible, amen, from Genesis to Revelation, amen. Those folk who were believers in God, those folk who believe God to be God above all, amen, they found themselves all the time having dilemmas, amen, having trouble because their anchor was in God. It was in the right place. Know what Jeremiah says about the matter. Jeremiah, over in chapter 1, um, verse number 7, amen. He says, but the Lord said unto me, say not, 
I am a child. Now, now let us pause on that part of the scripture right there, man. It does not mean that you're a baby in the world, amen. Not like them babies we sit back there. Maybe you're a baby in Christ, amen. Maybe you're just starting off on a certain part of your faith journey, man. Don't say that I'm a child. He says, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. In other words, amen, let God order your steps, amen. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. How do you know that you're in the right place? Your anchor is rooted and grounded in Christ. Because when he says go, when he says speak, you're willing to go, you're willing to speak, you're willing to do. Many of ships, if you will, have run aground because someone who had the right answer would not open their mouth and say nothing. See, on these things, I mean, everybody's got a job. One guy looks out. If the waters are looking murky and dirty, he got to say something. The other guy, he's plotting the course. And he may see a shoal on his map. They may be saying the ground's coming up. If he don't say that, they're going to run aground. And then they got the guys who are standing there. They're waiting. If they need to drop the anchor, they'll drop it. But if they don't get the order, they can't drop it. Amen. But see, there's folk, I mean, they seen where trouble's coming. They saw where the bottom was coming up, and they wouldn't open their mouth. See, they knew what was right to do, but they wouldn't do it because they feared. Notice these men here, amen. Though they were fearful, they decided, you know what? We're going to step out there. We're going to drop our anchors right now. When you're in the midst of a very tumultuous storm, amen, one like they was in right here, every now and then, amen, you got to stop, amen, right where you are. I'm not trying to get out of it, amen. I'm trying to get in God. How about God to cover me right now? How? Because I know I'm in the right place. I know I'm covered by the blood of God. I know that God is with me. I know that God is going to keep me. The Bible tells us, amen, fear not their faces. I don't care how they look, how they talk. God told Jeremiah, you don't be afraid. You go forth. Don't say what you cannot do. Y'all know the word church. Everyone who are born again believers, washed in the blood, you know God said to you, amen, that you got to take it on. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. But you can always say that. When you know you're anchored in the right place, you know you're grounded in God. Amen. See, even with anchoring a ship, amen, you have to know what the bottom is. See, there's different kind of bottoms you got down there, y'all. See, when you look on the ocean, it just look all the same, don't it? But you look under there, amen, just imagine if you took all of the water off earth and moved it away. Everything will look like you got mountains, you got sand, you got grass, you got all this stuff. So you got to know what you're anchoring and we anchor upon Christ, who is our solid rock. Amen. That's how I know that I'm in the right place. And you must know, amen, that your anchor holds. It's one thing to say I'm anchored. It's another thing to have anchored. And then you find out that your anchor is dragging. Y'all know what that is, don't you? See, if your soul's not anchored... In Jesus, you surely drift away. That's when your anchor's dragging, amen. That means you're starting off right, amen. You believe this God thing. You believe that Jesus died. You believe that God raised him up from there. You believe it, but somewhere along the way, amen, you stop taking fixes to make sure you're in the right place. So all of a sudden, you start slipping a little bit. Now, now let's, let's be clear on what slipping really is. Slipping don't mean you went back to the club, you went back to hanging out. That's not what it is. 
You are slipping on God. You say you're in the right place, but all of a sudden you stop fellowship and you stop communing with God. And as a result, you stop hearing God. You stop knowing God's voice. God's voice becomes less than a whisper. We all have a threshold of hearing. Amen. You can turn the volume down. Some folks can still hear it. Keep going down. Some folks can still hear it. Some folks can still Now, you can get to a certain frequency that we as older folk cannot hear. But the young folk, they can hear it. Kind of like a dog. You know, you can whistle. You don't hear it. But they can. See, when you start slipping all of a sudden, amen, those frequencies from the Lord that you should be able to hear, you cannot hear it. But you got to make sure that you anchor. Oh, notice what the word says. Notice what he says here. He says very clearly in Acts 27, 25, he says, Wherefore, sirs, always be courteous, be of good cheer, for I believe God. See, when you're in the right place and your anchor's holding, amen, regardless of what is said and what is done, you will always, always, always believe God. We believe God and not another man. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. When God came to Paul, amen, he sent an angel there, amen, and he told Paul, Paul, you got to go over here. You've got to be here and you're going to be all right. So no matter how bad the storm was, how bad the boat is casting me, how bad things are falling around, I still believe God. In other words, I mean, when you're in the right place and your anchor is holding, I don't care how things look, how they feel, how they seem, what you think, what everybody's saying, I mean, I still believe God. But, 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 how you going to believe God when there's no evidences? That God is here. See, Paul, if God really wanted you to appear before Caesar unheard and unharmed, he would have gave us a clear passage. There'd be no storm. See, brother, preach, amen. See, if God was leading us down this path, I mean, if he had given you this vision, amen, as we're going on, there'd be no storm along the way. It'd be a peaceful ride. See, I don't know about you. When I was in the world, I went to places I ain't had no business going. I did some things that my mama told me not to do. And on the way there, it was peaceful. It was, y'all know what I'm talking about. It was absolutely peaceful. And the minute you did what you should not do, your body, your mind started convicting you. You started hearing mama's voice in your head, and you knew when you got home there was a price to pay. Because when God, amen, when we believe God, amen, the road may be tumultuous, the storm may rise, everything may go contrary, amen, to your thinking and your teaching and your belief. But if you know that you're anchored in the right place and you belong to God, you're going to always believe God. Church, do you believe God? Notice now he says he believed God that it shall be even as it was told me. Look at this thing. God had told Paul something. God had sent an angel and told Paul, it's going to be right. Amen. Everything God said you're going to do and where you need to be. Say, you must appear before Caesar. Paul believed it. So church, as we walk on this journey, when things seem difficult. See, that's what normally bothers me. When it starts seeming difficult, Deke, you hear me? You're like, man, I don't know about this thing. Maybe I need to throw in the towel. 
Maybe I need to go back to safe ground. Maybe I need to go back and pray again about this. Maybe I need to do this. No. No. God said, here's where you are to be. Paul knew who God was. How? Paul had an encounter with God. When Paul has an encounter with God, it's not that anyone told him who he was encountering. The Lord told them. How do you know you're saved? Is it because of the preacher? Is it because of your mother? Is it because of your church? Or is it because you have that encounter with God? I hear too many folk testify. How do you know you're saved? They don't say, I have faith in Christ. They don't say, I had this encounter with God. They don't say, I believe that Jesus died. Well, my mama had me baptized when I was seven. I said, okay. So how do you know you're saved? Well, my mama told me I was saved. Unfortunately, mamas, daddies, preachers, bishops, all these folks, they don't save you. You've got to have that personal encounter with the Lord, and you must believe God. He told Paul, Here's what it is. So Paul knew that his anchor hold, and being that he knew it, he believed God. Now notice, find a point, and notice what happens here. As Paul goes along, Paul says here that he was ready. Y'all heard the story. Many times you see where Paul had talked at the very end of his life, he said, now I'm ready. In other words, he, he was ready for the prize at that point. But you and I must be ready all the time to tell a reason why we have the hope that we have. Look what 1 Peter um, says in chapter 3, verse 15. He says, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Church, when you believe God and you know you're in the right place, amen, you know your anchor's holding, you must be ready. Ready for what? Firstly, you must be ready for the trials and the temptation that's going to come your way. You must be ready to stand firm and say, I believe God. I believe God. How can you prove it? I believe God. And you stand here and you see and you watch the salvation of God show up. You watch God fight my battle. You watch God bring me through this. You watch God do what God told me he was going to do. The problem, many folk, they believe in what was done, but they don't believe in the one who done it. They believe in the miracle. They believe in the healing. But they don't believe Christ. You can't have the miracle and the healing without Christ. Paul, he was ready. Peter said this thing here now. And get with the word continually to validate itself. It don't need me to validate it or you to validate it. Peter said that you must be always ready. Not sometime. Be ready. For your enemy, the serpent. The devil, he walks about. That means he ain't standing to you. He ain't just waiting on you in the church house when you get in your car. He's all mess with you in there by yourself. You ever sit in your car and man, all the crazy stuff start going through your head? Pull up in your driveway, crazy stuff, amen. Start talking to your spouse, crazy stuff. So I'm getting ready to go to work. Man, I really don't want to go here today. These folk ain't saved. That's all the more reason to go to work. 
Peter says, sanctify the Lord where? In your hearts. When you're anchored in Christ, God resides here just as Christ Jesus said. When Christ said, I'm going to prepare a place that where am you may be, he said, if I don't go, the comforter cannot come. The comforter, amen, he has come. And those of us who have accepted Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, those of us who are anchored in Christ, how do you know you're anchored? Because I'm covered by the blood of the Lord. How do you know him in? Because I gave my life to him. Because we've given our life and because we're covered by his blood, amen, the spirit of God is within us, amen, and that's how we know we're anchored. That's how you can stand it. I believe God because of the spirit. Notice, he says, hope, hope. Is not what you're seeing. Hope is so close and knitted and tied to faith. I have my hope all in Christ. Amen. I have my faith all in Christ. But notice something about this thing. Amen. This hope and this faith and this belief in God. It conjures up a sense of unconscious things you do toward God without thinking about them. What do you mean, brother preacher? Make it plain. Every now and then you'll find, amen, that when something comes up, in the case of Paul, he's got this situation. Paul didn't go down and rehearse, okay, God said I've got to be here. God said there's going to be a storm, so I need to figure out what I'm going to say to these folk. i got to be able to go down into the hinder part of the ship, kind of like Christ did, and be able to come back up and speak to them. No, he ain't come and speak to the storm. I'm going to come back up and say something to the folk. Hey, you think about that. Notice. God said, you know, because you sanctified me in your heart in that hour, in that moment, amen, when the time comes, amen, I, through the spirit which resides in you, will tell you what you need to say and what you need to do. Notice, amen, because you believe in God, because you're anchored in God, every now and then, Paul, I told you, what was Paul at this time? Paul was on the prisoner. What authority did Paul have on that boat? Paul had no authority on the boat, but notice what happened. All of a sudden, these folk get ready to drop boats off the side and say, get off the ship. But Paul said, hold on, y'all. Wait a minute. Don't do that. I mean, if you do that, you're going to die. But if you stay on board this ship, amen, if you be rooted and grounded around me, amen, everything will be all right. So what do they do? Paul, he went, amen, from just being, amen, a prisoner to being a preacher, amen. His anointing stepped up, amen. You don't have to be the boss, amen, to be in charge of what's going on, amen. If you belong to God, when you speak and folks know that you belong to God, they're going to listen. As they let the ship down, let the boats down, the anchor's already down. Now they're going to the next step. And to me, that was crazy. Think about it. The storm is so bad, they're on this big ship. And they're going to get off this big ship and get onto a little boat. That don't make sense. If the wind, the waves, and the storm is tearing the ship up, what is it going to do to the boat? It's going to tear it up and tear you up. But all of a sudden, Paul says, wait a minute now. I know who spoke to me. I know who I believe, and I know who I belong to. And I know I've got somewhere to be. So because, you know, you're around me, because you're in the same boat that God has assigned me to get over there, if you stay on board, you're going to be all right. Paul went from prisoner to preacher, and folk listened to him. So what did they do with the boat, Steve? They cut the line and let the boat just fall into the water. They said, now we're going to trust the God that you serve. 
We're going to trust your God. When folk look at you, church, are they trusting your God because you're anchored whole? Because you're anchored in the right place? Because you're ready to let them know, amen, that this is God doing and it's marvelous? Or do they see you cowering down in some folk mind your training say, well, this ship is about to be lost, so we need to get off. That's conventional thinking. And they're trained to get into these lifeboats, amen. But faith says, believe God. And at this point, Paul was ready to show them that he believed in God. He was already sanctified in his heart. You can't get religion when the trouble starts. That's for many of us. We have been hellions around our co-workers, around our friends, in Walmart, cussing folk out, getting mad at the tenant because the cash register ain't working. And all of a sudden when trouble comes, we get holy. We get religion. Paul had his all of the time. Why? Because he was anchored and rooted in God. Church, you must be. But notice what happens in this story. Because they followed Paul, and Paul told them now, I know where I've got to go. You know where you got to go? And since I've got to get there, God's going to keep all of those who are with me. That's all of y'all. That, 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 that's, that's you speaking out. That's all of y'all. All the folk around you, God's going to keep them. But eventually, when morning came, they ran the ship aground. And the ship went into pieces. But the word tells me that every single one of them came through just as Paul had prophesied that all of them would be saved. They all made it ashore. So we believe God if we know we're anchored in the right place, if we know that our anchor's holding, no matter how bad things get, how much the boat falls apart, it'll be all right. I'm not speaking to the tune of religion. I'm speaking to the tune of of someone religious belief, but I'm speaking to the tune of how God had the ability to keep somebody when they shouldn't. We all familiar with the wreck that Tiger Wood had just a couple months ago. And they said he shouldn't have lived. Now, for some reason, some reason, God allowed him to live through that. And I pray that he's able to look back and realize that it was God who kept him. And as a result of realizing that, that he would actually turn and serve God wholly. See, many times, church, and I'm not speaking to his, I don't know anything about Mr. Woods, but many times we as people, when God keep us, when we're not saved, we can't see that God has kept us. But when we have that encounter with Christ and we give our life over to Christ, God allows us to reflect back on all of the time that he kept us. And because we're holy, because we're filled with the spirit, because we're filled with him, amen, now we can see things from God's perspective and we can realize amen, that God was keeping me all the time. Church, you must be don't wait until your trouble come to try to find religion. Don't wait until things go bad to try to drop anchor then. Because many times they've been folk that try to drop anchor in the middle of the ocean 
And that anchor keep going and keep going and keep going. All of a sudden, the anchor is going, the chain is going, and they're just floating around. These guys, this situation, so dark, they dropped four anchors. Whoop. That means every now and then, church, we got to get ourselves in a place where we're showing up, sending up the timbers of God. We're praying, we're fasting, we're interceding, and we're trusting God. And not out of fear. You must be anchored, but you've got to be in the right place. And you've got to be sure that your anchor is not dragging. And church must always be ready to give an account for the hope that you have. You will be able to do that if you belong to God. Evidences of belonging to God is just what you see here in Paul. He was preaching the word in season, out of season, in the courts, around friends, in the prison house, everywhere. I'll ask me the question, is that me? And I'll ask you to ask that question, is that you? If that's not you, ask God to give you that boldness that you would not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and that you're preaching everywhere you go. Too often, church, we're preaching about the miracles that God has done. But the greatest miracle that we're not preaching about is a miracle of him looking beyond our sins and sending the son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. That's what we need to be doing. But church, I emphasize it again. You must be anchored, not in the world, not even in, in your family, not in your job, but you must be anchored in Christ. All of the other things in this world has their place, but the thing that has been as a crowning jewel in our life is our relationship with Christ. And if you don't have a relationship with Christ, you may think that you're anchored. Some people think they are because they're in church, because they're going here, they're going there. That's not it. You're believing God, you're giving an account, and you know that God's in your heart. Let us pray. Father God, even now, we do bless you, God. I want to tell you, thank you, Lord God. And God, those of us, God, who are thanking you now for the assurance that we're anchored in the right place, that our anchor's holding, and that we're ready to give an account, I pray that just continue to strengthen our faith in you. Allow us, O oh Lord God, not that Paul was Savior, but allow us, God, to have that same boldness that he had everywhere we go, God. And as a result, God, we pray that you, God, would keep us through the storms and bring us to that appointed place that you have prepared for us, O oh God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless your name, dear God.